Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I am joined in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up? <laughs> it's been a couple months, man. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Nice little break there. We uh, <laughs> we were... <laughs> it, was, it was odd. It was a nice break on some regards because I, I was... Uh, had my Sunday nights back at some level, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, I missed hanging out and seeing you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, uh, man, so, uh, well, what do you know? Oh, hey. Uh, I guess I got a couple. <laughs> what was the, uh, let's see the first one. We got to shake the rust off, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you know that there's a nuclear bomb that's lost somewhere off the co- coast of Georgia? Great. The no. country. <laughs> oh, the country. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> uh, well, have a ch- oh, no, 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 sorry. Uh, Georgia, the state. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On February 5th, 1958, an Air Force jet crashed into a B-47 bomber carrying Oof. a 7,000-pound nuclear bomb. The pilot, worried that the bomb might break loose from the damaged plane, dropped it into the water outside of Savannah, Georgia. Wow. The army searched for the bomb for months. Were never able to recover it. So that was in 1958. Yeah, technology hasn't gotten better that we could go and skim totally find the it. whole coast. I mean, we have to know where it wrecked, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of scary. Yeah, they just dropped a nuke. <laughs> I mean, there's probably submarine traffic going down through there. I, I mean, know. any I would assume the country that knew about that would. Probably be trying to steal it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Free nuke. Yeah. Speaking, of, <laughs> did me... you hear about speak, submarine? You're talking about? Did you hear about the submarine that that ran into the rock formation over in the China Sea or something like that? Like Mm-mm. like a week ago. Yeah, I guess. I guess they like they go around. They don't turn on their sonar so they can be undetectable. But then they don't have sonar on, so they don't know what's around them. And I, oh, right. And I think there was like a rock formation or a, they call it like a sea mountain or something like that or ocean mountain. Mm-hmm. And it hit it. And uh, there was like 17 sailors that were hospitalized from it or something like that. Oh, really? No, yeah. I never. Yeah, just I heard it on like a news clip, like a blip. And I... Like, that was it? Well, I was, it was weird. I was driving. And mm-hmm. you know how like when you're driving, you're like half paying attention, half not. And then the news report came up. And it was at the end of the news report when I realized, oh my gosh, that was like super important. And I totally yeah. wasn't paying attention. So, <laughs> and you can't rewind on the right, radio. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know why they don't do that. Why don't they, since all radio comes through is almost all digital now, right? The signal, the mm-hmm. FM signal. Why don't they have like a 15 second rewind or a pause, like live? I feel like they do have it. Like your DVR? I would assume. You know? Well, if it's live. Yeah. I guess not. Well, yeah, if it's digital signal, it would have to be saving it, like while. Yeah, like a which, hard drive in your, on your in your car. I mean, they do have hard drives. I know. Car. I mean, <laughs> that's that's how we're storing all the stuff. There's a computer in the car. I know. And they're using it to track you. <laughs> Even if you don't, I was gonna say the level. I mean, if you have like a smart car, like a Tesla. Oh yeah. Um. I was gonna say well. I was going to say, in case people are wondering, uh, this probably isn't going to be, we're resting the dust off. And uh, so we don't, it's not going to be like super crazy probably. But I was just going to say, we're going to, it's been a while for me. 
Yeah. You know, we both got to go with it. But uh, yeah, like, so Tesla's done, like, that's, I mean, every, I think there's crazier computers than like a regular computer because it's doing all sorts of. Oh, yeah. It's driving itself, man. AI onboard stuff that's super advanced. <laughs> but I mean, even like, uh, like police do this now. Like even if you have, what is it? They always say like a car made after, I think it was sometime in the eighties. Um, that's why, you know, during like apocalypse movies and everything like that, there's <laughs> no cars that are working after, I want to say it's sometime in the seventies, like anything, if you get an eighties, anything. Yeah. It doesn't apply because that's when they started putting in like electronic starters. So like an EMP blast right. would just wipe out everything and you can't start the car yeah yeah um but like older cars they could because it was all mechanical yeah so you should anyone out there listening you it's should probably go try to buy like an, an old, old uh, an old junker <laughs> farm like, truck or something yeah yeah um four-wheel drive would be good yeah stored like a old pickup truck so yeah that'd be good yeah but uh yeah so just like a normal like i have a car that doesn't it's older uh I guess it's relative. <laughs> There's no, like, I don't have a backup camera. Oh, um, right, yeah. Yeah. I've never had a car with a backup. Dude, but... my, my previous car was a 99 Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Yeah, that was bare bones. <laughs> that was bare bones. Yeah. Um, But there's stuff, like, even in the computer, like, they, they use this for, like, crash. Um, to, like, figure out... Oh, right. Like, hit and speed runs and stuff and... like that. Yeah, they can pull the speed... The location data, like if you made a right turn, a left turn, these are all just like standard things that the computer stores. Isn't that kind of like a uh, black, black box, box yeah. in an airplane? They can tell if your headlights are on because it has <laughs> like, and it doesn't even need to store data. It just like every action is stored on. It's like a line of code or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like a code. So it can yeah. say like headlight, you know, key was in, in ignition at 9.05, headlight and, you know, headlights were turned off or headlights never came on or, you know, anything so like every that. action in the car is recorded yeah. basically. So digitally. yeah, you change the channel. It has a timestamp. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. They're just called like logs. Yeah. It's a log of everything that happens. So, um, so I was going to say, even your car is tracking you like even <laughs> older cars, um, to yeah. a scary level of things that you may not be aware of. Um, but the new cars are just, it's outrageous the amount of spot. Like, think of your phone, right? Because all these other oh, your ones, phone, yeah, it's just yeah. But it has like all, you know, if you have your phone in your car and they like sync via Bluetooth, like now your phone, like your your phone, all the data it's transferring from one app to the other is now all going to some car manufacturer, right? Because <laughs> so like Ford will now know. It can gather, yeah, all the that the data that's Facebook is sharing and stealing from everyone else. Like, think about that. It's when you bring in all these new things into it, like your data is just. Well, that was the big thing with the Apple, like the shopping thing. They wanted to be able to, if you're walking down the street, like say in New York City, yeah, they'll send you an ad that pops up on yeah. your like a like a um, notification almost mm -hmm. that just comes into your phone because. Yeah. There's, you know, oh, there's a hat store there. You're going to... You... Yeah, I forget what it's called. There's a... Um, oh, uh, quantum meshing or meshing. Uh, it's something meshing. 
uh, anyway, the meshing advertisement stuff. Yeah, like Minority Report. Like he's walking yeah. around in the mall and all the ads are personalized to him. Right. Um, yeah. They it, would love that. Yeah, I can't remember what the meshing is, but they, they do all that stuff. It yeah. all starts simple and, and, you know, like all about advertising, getting you something you want, but then it becomes the great reset. And now you can't, <laughs> your social credit score is so low that you get locked out of your Tesla and you can't drive anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of that. Or your, your automatic <laughs> or it turns logs. Up. It goes or, straight to the police station. <laughs> yeah. Or at your house. That's uh, like your Nest thermostat. This is what I'm freaked out about. Oh. <laughs> like you get a Nest thermostat and all of a sudden you, uh, you know, you're, your bill is too high or whatever. No, no, no not oh. that. The government doesn't like you. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, it's in the middle of December. We're just going to make sure you don't get any heat. Right. You keep turning it up, but nothing's happening. Yeah. We're just going to turn it off. We're going to lock you out of your house because you have some really cool, like, uh, like unlock the door right. with my phone. Yeah. I build those houses yeah. in my day job. Those I'm are not doing anything. <laughs> nope, nothing. <laughs> or your social credit score is so low that they don't let you have heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like, what I'm saying. They'll turn it off. They won't let you have it. Yeah. Penalized. Yeah. Or air conditioning. I think for heat, it would be, I could handle better than air conditioning. I could, I could handle air conditioning better than heat. Like, if you, I don't hate, the, I don't like the cold. The heat I can handle. Oh, so it's 120 degrees in your house? Well, I just wouldn't. And I, you know, you open the windows. You can't and, get out. Yeah, everything's the, locked. The windows are locked. Windows are locked. I don't. <laughs> you're locked into your own. Yeah, house. that's what you're gonna do. Your own prison. Oh, that would suck. Yeah, but uh, oh, so we were talking about the nukes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say that brought me on an original tangent. I was gonna say is, did you know that um, this I wasn't planned, but when you said to talk about that, uh, that Israel. Okay. They, you know, how they have a nuclear weapons program. Yeah, yeah. And they're not supposed to have one. I mean, like. They're not supposed to because that's why Iran wants one and, like, mm-hmm. everyone else. Uh, they stole, like, 60% of their uh, uranium <laughs> to start their nuclear program in the uh, – yeah, so here it is. It's called Operation Plumbat. Plumbat uh, was uh, – it's a Operation Plumbat is believed to have been, but it, it was proven. Uh, but – an Israeli covert operation in 1968 to obtain yellow cake, which is processed uranium ore to steal, uh, support the Israeli nuclear weapons effort. <laughs> and um, they stole it from a place in Pennsylvania. Oh, like great. They stole our awesome a bunch of uranium from us. And <laughs> Well, being our only ally in the Middle East, the greatest, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that we probably – happened to turn the security cameras off that day by accident in the 60s yeah (laughs) or or the guard was on an extended uh lunch break or something yeah (laughs) oh man uh yeah that's pretty good yeah so did you know there it is right there in pennsylvania Uh, i I might have got the wrong one because i think they they did it to like every place of course they stole from russia belgium belgium yeah any place anyway, they could get into, I'm sure. Yeah. This was the other, this was the original, did you know, that I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> um, and I wanted to find a, one that would have been quicker. It's a triple. Yeah. Well, you got a couple in there. So uh, I'm just going to read this story because it's, I don't know how to sum it up without giving it away. All right. All right. But you guys will like this. United Airlines Flight 976 was a regularly scheduled flight from, okay. Uh, oh. I was going to do it in an Italian voice because it kind of sounded Italian, <laughs> but it's not an Italian airport. Um, 
So United Flight 976 was a regu- regularly scheduled flight from Ministro Pista- Pistorini. Hey, watch in- your mouth, boy. P- P- Ministro Pistorini. <laughs> Pistorini. In an national airport in Bu- Buenos Aires. <laughs> Isn't that sound Italian? It's Well, yeah. It's maybe, is it Portuguese, maybe? Yeah, I guess it's close, but. The Italian, Por- Portuguese, Spanish, they all, they're very similar. They'll have that Latin descent. The origin. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, to JFK. Okay. And it said, upon landing one passenger, Gerard Finneran was arrested by the FBI and charged with interfering with a flight crew and threatening an, a flight attendant. Okay. During the flight, Finneran, a Wall Street investment banker, had been refused further alcoholic beverages when the cabin crew determined he was intoxicated. After they thwarted his attempt to pour himself more, Finneran threatened one flight attendant with violence and attacked another one. He then went into the first-class compartment, which was also carrying Portuguese president hey, all right. Mario Suarez, or whatever it is, and Argentinian <laughs> foreign minister Guido <laughs> Di Tella, their security details. There he climbed on a service trolley, and defecated <laughs> using linen napkins to wipe himself and later tracked and smeared his feces oh, around God. the cabin. <laughs> Food service was canceled due to this unsanitary conditions. And of the, course. The crew sprayed perfume all over the cabin instead to suppress the smell of the feces. Oh. Uh, How long was that flight, I wonder? From Buenos Aires to New York? Yeah, it's got to be like six, seven hours, man. I think it would be longer than that. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, so it said food service was canceled due to the unsanitary conditions in the crude spray, blah, 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 blah. The pilots tried to divert to someone in Puerto Rico. They were refused since the presence of foreign dignitaries on board created a security risk. Huh. Um, Finneran had by then calmed down, returned to his seat. <laughs> Finneran's attorneys claimed he had been suffering from a severe case of traveler's diarrhea <laughs> and had been prevented from using the first-class restroom closest to his seat. Just outside that section by Suarez's security, he pleaded guilty and was fined $5,000 with two years probation, and he also performed agreed to perform community service and pay $48,000 to in- reimburse United's cleaning costs and other passengers for their airfare. The incident has been recalled as the worst case of air rage ever. What what year was that? Uh, 1995. 95. You don't let me have another drink. I'm going to show you. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who? I don't know. I just, <laughs> we're we're doing the voices, so I figured I'd throw in. He was one of the one of the guys on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that's the real reason they don't want to stop in Puerto Rico. All right. Puerto Rico, they're... Portugal. Right, Puerto Rico. Wait, they're heading from Buenos Aires to New York, though. Yeah, no, they, they tried they... to stop at Puerto Rico, but they couldn't. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Because they didn't want to be mobbed. I don't know if... Here's another did you know. That Mario, the plumber... Yeah. <laughs> the highest concentration of Mario fans are in Puerto Rico. Oh, cool. I'm just kidding. I don't think they can afford a Nintendo. (laughs) They can't afford bottled water. (laughs) You think they have Nintendos? Maybe now. Maybe now they have a Nintendo system. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, you know, we have listeners in Puerto Rico. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know. (laughs) You know. 
All right, sit back, drink a coffee, and uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember what, it, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War podcast. All right, we are back. <laughs> so let's um let's start with um just a couple like housekeeping things we got to do. First, I want to say um, thank you to our listeners on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you so much. I happen to. I neglect Spotify all the time um, for podcasting for whatever reason, and uh, I happen to uh, check it out, and we have uh, a growing audience on Spotify. So thank you for our listeners that are that are doing that. Nice. <laughs> but we also have some other news, and it's kind of sad, but it's okay. Um, if you notice, Rachel isn't with us right now, and uh, she informed me that uh, with her being pregnant with her third, which we all know about because she announced that a few months ago on the podcast, she's, she said, man, I just need to be able to have a break. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot going on with Rachel. Her her husband just got a new job. She moved. They moved across the state of Florida. So he has a new job. He's a, I think he has actually two jobs. She's pregnant. They just moved. They're at a new church. Like all kinds of ups, you know, stuff in life that's happening. And, uh, She's like, I really think I need a break. But I would encourage our listeners to find her on social media. She's very active on Instagram. She's still going to be um, doing some stuff on Instagram with some of her health stuff that she's been, you know, she kind of, it's almost like a ministry for her, you know. She's helping out with um, just keeping, you know, the the pregnancy stuff that she always helps push, the health stuff, you know, that she educates in. Um, so anyways, it's going to be sad to not have Rachel on for a while. She's going to take a break. She said maybe six months or so, but we'll see. You know, life is crazy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, having three kids of my own, I understand mm-hmm. what she's about to enter into. I always joke around. I'm like, one kid is a, a big adjustment, two kid, not so much. Three kids, you're outnumbered, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and so so you can't just uh, divide and conquer, right? If they all decide to to mutiny, it's hard because it's only two against three. Yeah. But um, it's easier when they're small because then you can just grab them. Grab them. <laughs> they can't, yeah. Put them on, put them on a something place up high. <laughs> or, they can't get down. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> unless it's my kids and they jump. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, so, so Rachel's going to be taking a break. So, that's going to be a, a, a slight change to the podcast. And, you know, um, that happens, you know, in the, th- three years or so we've been doing this since what 2018 um we've had a few iterations of the podcast it started with me you and cody and then just me and you and then me and you and rachel and we had some guests that were coming in pretty regularly too like ethan and and then you know just we just had it's had a few iterations but um but you and i have been kind of the main anchors for this thing for the whole time and uh so who knows maybe maybe rachel will come back earlier who knows you know i don't know but um we always we we love her pray for her pray for her family and pray for a good safe birth i think if i'm not mistaken her due date is in december so it's right around the corner 
and uh we wish rachel all the best and so um and she's obviously welcome yeah we're not saying goodbye we're just saying she's seeing it a little bit super pregnant yeah <laughs> so she's she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah so and then we took a break man we had um gosh it was well for me it was about a month and then <laughs> i should probably apologize to our listeners too i i tried to do two episodes where it was just me and um, I realized pretty quickly how hard that is, Rosie. <laughs> it is, it is hard to carry a podcast by yourself with just you and a guest. Um, you know, monologuing is—it's um, a skill, mm. and I don't know if I necessarily have it. So, you would think being a preacher, I'd be able to, but, <laughs> but it's—it's it's really different when you have a guest and it's just you and them, and um, and so. Uh, it was. I apologize if it if it was if they were lame or not as good as you know what you would expect, but they were decent guests. They were good guests. I feel bad for them. Um, <laughs> maybe we should redo them, have them come back on. But um, but yeah. So and uh, and then now you're back. So there was a break for you for a couple months, and so we didn't. I was just like, let's just turn the machine on and talk. We have a few things that we definitely are going to touch on, but nothing hard stone. That you know, a topic that we were just gonna, you know, that we had been researching or anything like that. Yeah. And I do have some cool stuff coming up. Um, you know, that we people I've reached out to, that we're um, I'm waiting to hear back from that we can book for some cool guests, some cool episodes. So, but um, hey, can I read a quote to you, please? Okay. So you know, I know not a lot of people give much thought to the whole COVID stuff that's going on because it's just not really dominating the news or anything like that. And what is it? The COVID, the, the vaccine to, and the COVID. You have to break that down. Do you, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Well, um, yeah, so there's this virus that evidently has been going around. I, I've i been hearing about it. Yeah. Oh, you want another? Did you know? Okay. Germ theory yeah. has never been proven. Oh. Viruses don't exist, okay? <laughs> See, this is where we need Rachel. <laughs> this is where she would be like shining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to... There's, those those are the two things that I'm actually looking into right now is germ theory and I'm looking into mud floods. Yeah. Because um, I don't really know much about those two things and I'm kind of – I've you know, not intentionally, you know, not – There's a lot out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's new to me, so. Yeah. Let me read a quote we'll to do, you. We'll do an episode or two on mud floods then. Okay. I'm That'd excited. be cool. That'd be fun. Yeah. So um, this is from a book called uh, Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars. It's about secret societies. Yeah. And um, th- he has a, a quote in here from a guy by the name of Colonel Fletcher uh, Prouty. And um, he was he served as the focal point liaison officer between the Pentagon and the CIA from 1955 to 1963. Listen to what he says. Writing in 1973, Poetry, or what he wrote, I should apologize, what he wrote. Uh, in 1973, Prouty said the United States is run by a secret team an inner sanctum of new of a new religious order answerable only to themselves. The power of the team derives from its vast in, intra-governmental undercover infrastructure and is in its direct relationship with great private industries, mutual funds and investment houses, universities, and the news media, including foreign and domestic publishing houses. Remember, this is 1955. All true members of the, 73. I'm sorry, 1973. Uh, all true members of the team remain in the power center, whether in office 
with the incumbent administration or out of office with the with the hardcore set. Uh, they simply rotate to and from official jobs and business world or the pleasant haven of the academia world. So um, it, it just reminded me, some of some people um, have seen on Instagram, I put a post up a, a little while ago of um, just of uh, the Pfizer, I think it was the Pfizer uh, CEO who was also working for the CDC. <laughs> and then the NIH guy was over at Moderna. And it's like this whole revolving door. Yeah. And some of it makes sense because, you know, it's the health and medical industry. And so you're specialized in that field. But the part of it that's troublesome is that they get these jobs because they're in that spot or they get that spot because they had that job. <laughs> and um, and they they the problem is you begin to lose your um what happens is you have a conflict of interest yeah that can happen and so like i i think i discovered that fauci's wife was the on the board that approves the fda approval mm -hmm. for for vaccine, yeah. for new vaccines and it's like okay so and then you know you start following money and you find out that these people are heavily invested in certain aspects of you know stock for yeah you yeah know, that would handsomely be rewarded if things get approved and so um i just wanted to point out from the book from 1973 long time ago mm -hmm. that it's nothing new yeah. you know it's been yeah. happening so yeah i mean it's um yeah <laughs> i mean it, it's been like uh i don't know this was always something that uh it, it i was thinking about this when i was driving somewhere today i was going to walmart i think and uh like we didn't that episode the the with oh, why can't i think of his name the the we were talking about all the bankers why can't i think of it uh the the bankers the the, the um the rothschilds or no, the no, no, no. rockefeller who was the last uh two guests ago wow i know like four it seems like four <laughs> years ago four years ago um the purple book cover Oh, oh, James Musker. Yeah, James Musker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his whole thing was all about the money. And uh, mm -hmm. I was going to say, I, I think it gets um, overlooked or it, it, it gets downplayed um, because, which it, I was going to say, which is not a good thing because, like, it, it, like, it gets overplayed because everyone's so used to it. We were like, oh, yeah, like the bankers, the international bankers, they do all this stuff. They do all the funding and all this, you know, like it's it just it's so assumed in our society that like you go into government to get rich. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that, you know, I mean, there's every administration does it like. Well, look, well, at, look at all the Congress and senators. They go in with a certain amount of wealth and they come out and they're like, well, yeah, they make what two four like, times the amount that they had and, and their salaries are like two twenty or something. Yeah. I think they're, yeah, their salaries are like 210,000 yeah. a year, which if you're living in DC or right. like, that, that's not a lot of money. I mean, it's good money, but it's, it's good money, but you're, you're not like buying $5 million houses. You know which, what I mean? Which they are, which they are. Right. Um, granted a lot of, well, they're, not a lot. It used to be like a lot of rich people would go um, run for office because they had money. That's mm -hmm. why. Yeah, before they got. It was like a business. I was thinking. A lot of lawyers. Yeah, they have some. Yeah, they have some money and they want to like 
they, that's why they go into politics. Cause it used to be like, I want to go do my part. And I, I made all this money. I don't care about making money. And now people go into it to make money. Um, and I was going to say, I, the, I want to say Congress does not, they're exempt from, um, insider trading laws. Mm-hmm. They don't apply to them. Um, man, antitrust law. Like that's the thing is, they're kind of immune to they are host. immune. It's like anything you and, and I would get thrown in jail for a long yeah, time. Yeah, in rape <laughs> charges, <laughs> murder charges, suicide charges, suicide. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it it shouldn't be overplayed. Uh, and the same thing. So we're talking about you know, like that's a pretty easy one to look at of like that. But that you know, maybe I, I was younger. I was ten or eleven uh, back when. 9-11 happened or yeah. I was 11 years old. Um, but that was like a thing. It's really wild to think about now because I didn't fully grasp how big it was with um, uh, Donald Rumsfeld mm. or no, no, Dick Cheney. It was Dick Cheney, this uh, vice president that was the, he stepped down as CEO of Halliburton. Right. To become the vice president. Become the vice president. <laughs> but they signed a big old fat and they were like the lead uh, defense contractor that was sending, uh, you know, like all these things. So they were making all this money. So yep. it really, like, the you know, Eisenhower talked about it too. And, um, whoa, <laughs> usually my stomach's on one going. But yeah, Eisenhower has this great quote about where he's talking about the military industrial complex. And um, watch, how I, watch how I turn all this into stuff. So uh, Eisenhower's sitting there talking, you know, like that's a big one, you know, how that was just so blatant. Right. Why, you know, Afghanistan makes sense because we we're going after bin Laden. He was hiding there and then went to, you know, that makes sense why we were there. Iraq, no reason at all. Yeah. Just to fund all this stuff. There's no reason we should have stayed, you know, all these places. But um, so then you have like the, you know, the military industrial complex that Eisenhower, uh, he was a general, you know. Yeah, general. He was a yep. five-star, or four-star general. Um, well, he, did, I think was, he, he did become president, which would be equivalent to a five-star, I guess. Yeah, but I think he, during uh, World War II, he was a five. I want to say he was a really? five-star general. Like, I didn't they, know you could do that. That's cool. because he was like commander. When you're in war, they had to like. Oh right. So to differentiate him between other four, I, I, I want to say that's it, but I might be talking out my butt. Um, Anyways, so now you have the medical industrial complex, which you were just alluding to, where you yes. have these pharmaceutical companies that are in bed with, literally in bed with them. That's right. <laughs> and Fauci, you know, like that. Um, Wait, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> in bed um, with the people that are, you know, doing all this stuff. Because there's other vaccines and, you know, we're not going we're not talking about the vaccine so i don't want to harp on this too right, much right, but yeah i mean that's a great one of why are they you know certain ones are getting pushed in that right but this industrial complex that feeds itself um which there are many Do you there get, are many the, yeah like i i read a tweet today about the evangelical industrial complex <laughs> what was that uh badly they, named coffee shops that's the right. way to stay <laughs> they were referencing uh they were referencing CCM Christian oh, music yeah, yeah. and the amount of money they make and yeah. it's just kind of a big, big you know machine now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, 
But there's also other ones I was going to say, right. uh, which I think we're going to talk about. I'm not going to uh, go into this book, but we're to say yeah. you into like the topic that you wanted to talk about uh, transgender. Yes. Like in all this other stuff. So we're going to, we're, you wanted to talk about this one specific incident because it hits close to home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say how close it hits to home because. No one knows where my home is. Right. But <laughs> home is where the heart is. Home is where my heart is. Um, but there's like, there is serious. So I'm just going to say, we're going to talk about some tranny thing that's happening <laughs> that everyone's heard of probably because it's. And we're not mentioning, internet. we're not talking about transmissions, like transmission right. in a I car. Didn't... When we say tranny, we. You might have been thought of that yeah. because we were talking about cars earlier. Really, but... Yeah. People, we need to help spell yeah. it out so for them. So how about we'll use the word troon. Troon? That's a, uh, I think it's considered pretty derogatory. <laughs> okay, but I've never heard that one. Troon, T-R-O-O-N. Okay, maybe uh, we should avoid the derogatory terminology. No, it doesn't mean, but, it's not a bad word, but. Yeah, so anyway. it, let me help. So in reference to what you're talking about is uh, some of some of our listeners may, may have heard of um, Loudoun County, Virginia. Um, it's a rural county right outside of Washington, D.C. area. Uh, the There was an incident that occurred in one of the school systems, in one of the high schools, where a transgender uh, male, he was born a male, but was transitioning, I guess, to become a woman, um, a female. But we don't know because, anyways, what happened was is in this this individual, he went into a bathroom, followed a girl into a bathroom, and then raped her. And, um, and then the school board... Um, the 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 school transferred that student to a different school where he raped another student, and so um, the the first episode happened in May mm-hmm. this past May. I'm not sure when the second one happened because there's not a lot of information that I could find about it. Just re- um, like within, I think it was was it this school July, year uh, September yeah. September. So it was in, within this school year. So um, and um, the big the big brouhaha that's happening is that. Recently, at one of the school board meetings here at Loudoun County, and uh, and the parent of one of the victims showed up and uh, started to really call out the school board because they refused to take proper action on this individual. Rather than transferring the student to a school, they should have actually expelled the student well, and pressed charges. You're getting and, things so, a little mixed up. Well, I mean, that's he showed up at the school board, and then that, well, so he sh- so at the meeting. So the in, the first incident happened at one high school, right? In May, right? And they nothing was released. They, it was released that it was an incident. Um, something happened, right? And then the father that nobody knew it was the father of the victim showed up in July at a school board meeting, and the school board was like, "Oh," because they were talking about the transgender bathrooms, and they're like, "Oh, nothing's ever happened," right? And the dad. Starts going ballistic, and he was like, "No, an assault did happen, and you know about it." And they said, "No, we don't know That's about right. any assault." Right. And he, because none of the stuff had been made public, he says, "No, it did. You guys are covering it up." And they're like, "No, no, no, it didn't." And then he gets—he was the one that got arrested, right? Uh, that everyone saw. Yeah. So he gets. They arrested. made him look really bad. On yeah, all and they're the- like, "This guy just starts screaming about everything." So he gets mad because his daughter had been raped at the first school 
And then he goes, and they were denying that it happened. So everyone just kind of moves on from that thing. The student got placed on house arrest and was supposed to be like awaiting criminal charges. They were trying to figure out all this stuff. Which I, I do I did find a press release from the, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Department. Right. That basically said that um, there was an investigation that was happening mm-hmm. from the May incident, the first incident, and it was very complicated because there was the students knew each other and mm-hmm. they were trying to determine whether or not they had been romantically involved at some point. And so they were trying to kind of parse out all of the details of the information uh, before they could, you know, and plus they were both juveniles. So there was a lot of, um, you know, keep everything out of the public because we didn't, they didn't want to expose the names of these individuals and all of that. Yeah. So um, the police report that, that the, the press release that I read, which was probably two days ago, um, was pretty thorough mm-hmm. and it explained it fairly well. Um, but they did not say, they said that they have formal formally pressed charges. So yeah. so they have formally that's, pressed that's charges. Good. So that's good. Yeah. But so what happened? So then this kid was supposed to be on house arrest awaiting trial. And part of the whole thing was he was supposed to be on house arrest right. awaiting trial. And so the school board, so the only people at this point in time that know what happened is that parent, the guy, the dad, and actually this is what has come out since when that the dad was being arrested, his wife, the mom was saying, they raped my daughter. They raped, like he raped my daughter. She was raped. Like she was yelling that, but you know, that doesn't get recorded or, you know, everyone's focused on this, but she's yelling it out. So, that happens in May. So just in September, a separate sexual assault happens from someone who at a different high school um, in the same county, though, mm-hmm. um, where a transgender, quote unquote, guy. And I think the thing about him, which makes it even more ridiculous, is that he's gender fluid. Right. So he's not even a tranny. He's not even a full troon, like, you know, like doing HRT and all that stuff. Right. He's like, oh, today I'm going to be a guy. T- tomorrow I'm going to wear a skirt, and now I'm going to go into the girl's bathroom. So he wasn't really, you know, whatever. Right, right. So he, this other happens, this other sexual assault happens. The parent of the first incident didn't know that they were connected. The only people who knew that they were connected were the police, the uh I think in that it's a sheriff's department actually in that, yeah. in that county. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the school board knew about it too. Right. The, so, the administration yeah. in, the, in the school board, yeah. So just recently, I think last week, uh, the Daily Wire, I think, was the one that put it together and basically connected the whole thing. So that was like, oh, these two, the, this guy, is the, it's the same guy. And so the school board came out and was like, oh, well, you know, we had to let him go back to school. And so we changed it to a different school. And, you know, he promised he wouldn't rape anyone again, basically. (laughs) He promised, yeah. And then, like, so they're going back and he's supposed to have an ankle monitor and all this stuff. And then so they blame the sheriff and they're like, well, really, you know, what can we do? Like, well, you know, they're basically like, yeah, we we had to let him in, you know, like if the police weren't going to keep him at his house. And the police were like, He's supposed to be at his house. Right, yeah. And he shouldn't be allowed to go to another school and immediately rape another person. So that's so that was, that's what happened. And now the dad is being brought back in 
because now he's like, I told you guys, like, so that's what happened. So the timeline was that they passed the they passed this new policy in in Loudoun County that that transgender students were allowed to use which, whichever, whichever one. bathroom, when was whichever. That? I don't know, but I have the actual policy pulled up right here. It okay. does, it's policy 8040 for Loudoun County Public Schools. And I don't have the um, date on here. There's not a date because it's a PDF document that's just kind of like... Um, oh, August. Was it this August? Okay. Yeah, I just found it. So the first incident happened in May. They passed the, 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 the measure, the policy in August. And I guess that's when the dad shows up and is protesting that and, right. and there was a lot of protesting that in fact there's actually i believe there's an actual open lawsuit against the county hmm. right now from um a bunch of parents and teachers that are just protesting this particular you know policy but the the one part of the policy that i just wanted to read mm -hmm. this is where this is where the breakdown happens yeah it's it's numbers, it's letter C of the policy, and it's simple. It just says access to facilities. And then it says all students are entitled to have access to restrooms and locker rooms that are sanitary, safe, and adequate so that they can comfortably and fully engage in their school programs and activities. Students shall be allowed to use the facility that corresponds with their consistently asserted gender identity, while some transgender students will want th that access others may want alternative that afford more pr privacy taking into account existing school facilities administrators should should take steps to designate gender inc inclusive or single user restrooms uh to help depending on the size of the school so um that's the part of the policy that actually led to this being able to even happen yeah because this student now says, oh, well, I identify, as you said, in, in his situation, and, and you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I'm going to call him a him because he was biologically born a male. I 100% mean to be disrespectful. <laughs> Just for the record, I am not trying to well downplay it at all. I'm not downplaying it. I'm just it. kidding. I, mean, I, I just, I'm, it's a, um, yeah, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to be, you know, um, Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so this guy, he was identifying as a girl. And they said, like, literally in the news report I heard it was, or something I read, it was basically um, he's, he was known to wear skirts. Yeah. So, I, I you know, outside of this particular case, um, this is a trend that's happening in public schools that's very dangerous. And it's extremely um, dangerous, as we see, for women. Because you're not going to see, <laughs> you might, but you're not going to see a woman who transitioning to a male uh, going to a male's bathroom and rape some guy. Like, I, like I, I don't, I just don't think you're going to find that case anywhere. Like, not in high school. Yeah, you're just not. You know, maybe in some weird, you know, uh, circumstance in some weird city that's, you know, or or whatever. Maybe a prison. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. You know, someplace weird. Um, but the truth is, is that it's extremely harmful. Not only is it ridiculous, and it's such a sign of our times. So the that's one aspect that the school board's dealing with right now. The other aspect is that when they pass this this bathroom policy, the whole this whole new you know policy for the county, they also were instituting and bringing in uh, critical race theory as an agenda for teaching through K right. through twelve. So it's 
Loudoun County, man, you guys need to get it together because you're, I don't know what you're trying to do and what you're trying to prove, but you're failing. Like you're failing the community, you're failing the public. There's been, uh, evidently there's been like unbelievable protests like Mm -hmm. throughout, since like August, like it's just been consistent. And my question is, is like, if you were on the school board and, and that your role, that was your role, wouldn't you... When when all this was happening, wouldn't you realize like, hey, maybe maybe we need to tone it back a little bit? <laughs> yeah, maybe we pushed a little too hard, too fast. Yeah, you uh, know. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Like on a, I mean, that's been the theme for the last couple of years, just in general. Yeah, is, uh, they pushed too hard, too fast, like with all the mandate stuff and the vaccines. But I think the, I think there's a couple of reasons where if you like don't live in. Loudoun County, or why do you care about some county right. in you know a state? Maybe you don't live, maybe a country you don't live in. Um, I was gonna say one thing that you should pay attention. Th- I'm gonna try to extrapolate into bigger reasons of why you should care. The uh, Loudoun, uh, basically, there's uh, Virginia up until I think like the late '80s, '90s was always pretty red. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the capital of the Confederacy. And, uh, you know, it was always very South, like, a, I mean, we were I think considered every, the South. I mean, yeah, I mean, which we, is we still are. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, there's a number of reasons, but you know, Virginia has been one of these States that, uh, they don't even look at us any, I was gonna say, we're both from Virginia, we're right. both Virginians. Yeah. Um, we said that before, but the, the, the thing about Virginia is that it is like a micro, you know, you look at like these, I don't want to say like failed experiments that are too far gone. Uh, like California is completely gone. Although I will still go on the record and I'm still, I think one of the only people that I believe Trump won California. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say most of even my friends that were. Well, you would think that, but then when it had, when they had the recall, Newsom apparently. Yeah. I mean, I think there's still, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I still I think he won California. Look, man, I I have a lot of friends in California. There's a lot of conservatives in California. Yeah, I mean a lot. I, I think it's a good. Uh, There's more mega churches in California than any other state in the country. Yeah, you more than Texas. Yeah, huh. I'm probably. I'm, uh, don't quote me, but <laughs> <laughs> I I think I there might be, be. Well, there was two major church movements that you know grew up out of the 70s and 80s that were headquartered out of California and they yeah. just they just spread planted churches like crazy. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. You know. Um but I mean you look at California, California's too far gone. I mean I think yeah. at this point. Uh New York, same thing. But the the biggest thing about like all these blue states that have been solidly blue for I was going to say 20 years, but it's not 2000 anymore. It's <laughs> 40 years ago. <laughs> 30 30 years ago. Um Virginia is like newly blue. In the sense of it's only been the last 12 years or so? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, longer. Less, no, not it's been less than that because I can remember when Obama, his second term is when Virginia flipped. Yeah, but the first one, it was pretty purple. Like, so Virginia yeah. is like a newly, uh, you know, it, it, like when we're looking at um, Georgia is one right now, Texas to a fair extent, they're talking about Texas going blue. If you if you care about American politics, you look at Virginia, 
as one of these states that is where Texas could be in 10 years. Like it's going to take Texas and Georgia shorter amounts of time because the 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 the, the powers that be of perfected well, it pretty well, well yeah, right at this point. We talk about the open border. We talk about, yeah. you know, the, yeah. And Virginia very much so is open, like, uh, driver. But this was, so this was going to get with Loudoun County. Is Loudoun County is one of the few, um, there, you know, very much when we talk about uh, Virginia being the South and everything, is you go outside of Northern Virginia, which should really be its own state because right. It, is just yeah totally well that's cut the, off from every other that's the population of the state is basically northern virginia yeah other than richmond northern virginia richmond and like newport news virginia beach yeah, yeah virginia yeah. beach um those are like the big city kind of areas that are the only point that they control basically but honestly virginia beach newport news is because of the military yeah because they have big navy bases down right there. right but other than that richmond because that wouldn't that wouldn't exist if the Navy base wasn't there. It wouldn't be like that. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so basically the, the, the reason this is Virginia is uh, not every governor's, like we're having, Virginia's having a governor's race right now that's going on that is- It's pretty is, important too. It's very important because because we're on the off-year election and Virginia is has been a blue, like we've given up. Because in Northern Virginia, basically, all these transplants and illegal immigrants that are coming in, um, that's it. You know, you bring in these illegals. I mean, that's what it is. The demographics of the state are changing. They're yeah. coming yeah. Um, from what they used to be. But if you drive an hour outside of what Northern Virginia is considered, and it's like Prince William County, Fairfax County, Loudoun County, that's pretty much it, I think, that's like considered Northern Virginia. Probably, maybe Stafford County. Yeah. So you down, have, down to like maybe Fredericksburg. Yeah. But outside of that yeah. is rural, like yeah. Southwest Virginia is very it's rural. Red and it's red. It's red. The whole state outside of that. Yep. So the significant. Well, e- even Loudoun. Loudoun County evidently was, went red for the election. I mean, I, I, oh, I was watching those. Yeah. The, I think they did win. I mean, I think yeah. they went red. I think Trump, if Trump won California, I think you guys would <laughs> right. understand that. I think he also won Virginia. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Loudoun County is one of these big, I think it has a higher population than Fairfax or they're very close. Yeah. Um, very close. Yeah. And so the fact that this all is happening in one of the biggest count, like the biggest in terms of, uh, well, income. medium income. It's yep. it's normally ranked as the highest. It's one or two, and they always go mm-hmm. back between Fairfax, which is the one next door to but it. But not just in the state, in the country. In the country, yeah. Yeah. It's always one or two. Is Loudoun County is always number one, number two of the highest median income in the United States for a county. Yeah. Um, it's very affluent. So the fact that you have all these rich, affluent mostly white people that live here outside mm-hmm. of the illegal immigrants that are here hidden, uh, you know, in the spots of uh, the not affluent parts you have. So the fact that these people are revolting against the school board yeah, should give a lot of people a lot of hope that I think it's a really good. So that's the whole thing I've been extrapolating on is this is a microcosm it, I think would be worth paying attention to that this is like 
I don't want to say it's quite it, it. It's almost like looking at New York City. If all of a sudden New York City starts doing all these revolts, like the right. people of New York City are revolting against. Yeah, they that. are. I was reading right. it today. There was all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. So the fact that Loudoun County, you, you're getting these people actually going out to vote. Here's the thing: no one cool, no one cares about school boards. Like right. They've never. Which is the big problem. Right. That is that. Yes, that's a big problem. But I also want to say. Have you have you heard the quote that our current governor said uh, in a he was in a um, in a debate about uh, parents don't need to make decisions for their kids' education they they shouldn't be no, able to it's make not the current it's something governor. it was McAuliffe McCauley or whatever his McAuliffe, name McAuliffe yeah. yeah he's not the current he's governor. not uh, oh yeah, that's it's right Northam Northam yeah that's right I forgot blackface. about Northam yeah. good old blackface Northam <laughs> but uh, McCaul McAuliffe yeah. said parents aren't shouldn't really make those decisions for education, right. which is insane to think about with this happening with mm -hmm. this school board in this part of the, of our state, what that, what that shows you, what the, the vast chasm between the two mindsets. Right. And so that, that's what I was going to say. The whole thing that I think people should be paying attention to. And the fact that this is an off year election for governorship of the state is that's why there's so much television that's why everyone probably if you listen to this podcast you already are aware of the situation you're probably yeah. aware of who terry mcauliffe is who glenn youngkin is that glenn's the conservative that's running yeah um for governorship is that if this blue state and i think loudon county after all this stuff i think they're going to vote red and so this is the whole thing is glenn youngkin in order to win the governorship of this he doesn't even need to win all of Northern Virginia. He just needs to come close and he'll win because he's secured basically outside of Rich, it's Richmond, Newport News, Norfolk, and Northern Virginia. Yeah. Those are the three big populace. Uh, yeah. of, well, that's the biggest blue states. Right. So if he wins Northern Virginia, one of these two counties or, you know, a county or two up here or comes close, he's got, he'll win, which <laughs> is also very important going into the midterms next year for senators and everything so i that that's my attempt uh just off the cuff just talking about this of why you should pay attention to this why uh, i'm justifying the podcast for you because <laughs> you want well, to no, but there's you, another but, there's another side of this too oh what that so the other side of it is is that you you mentioned like it's a school board who cares about a school board right yeah but this is the problem is that we have been permitting, the conservatives have been backing off of these areas of public service. They haven't been engaging mm -hmm. in these areas and they basically are forfeiting um, areas of community and culture. Yeah. And what happens is you end up with crap like this mm -hmm. where there's policy 8040 in Loudoun County where yeah. you can have anybody go into any bathroom that anybody wants to with no regard, and no one can stop them, and kids are getting raped, girls are getting raped yeah. because of that, because people aren't engaging. And that was the thing that I was gonna say, is that my kind of call to action on this thing is, is yeah, all the politics and all that stuff aside, which mattered greatly, mm -hmm. is that this should be a, a moment where it's like a watershed moment where, where parents see this type of thing and say, okay, where I live, what's happening in my school board? Yes. What's going on in my community? How can I be involved? And I think we need to do that. Yeah, I think, you know, um, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm averse to pastors that get up on Sundays and preach politics and things like that because um, I'm 
I would first rather focus on Christ mm-hmm. and the gospel, but we do have a civic duty, and we have a right that's been awarded to us to be active in these, you know, in these processes. And if we fail to do it, why should we be surprised when junk like this starts coming down the path? Yeah. And why should we be like, you know, um, why should we be outraged when we actually permitted it? Mm-hmm. You know, now it's one thing if someone cheats at an election and you actually did take part in the process and you did make your voice heard, but it didn't count. Yeah. I think we're fixing all of that though. At least mm. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope so. Yeah. I don't. I think at this level for the school board, um, it's probably a little bit easier to get involved in like yeah. a grassroots way and have a better change, you know? Yeah. But it takes, yeah. it takes time, though. It takes a lot of effort. And, you know, I got to be honest, I got three kids. You know, to get involved with that process would be really challenging for yeah. my fa- me and my family, you know? busy person, busy family, you want to throw that into it. And I think that that's kind of a lot of people just kind of set it on cruise control. Like, have you ever gone to vote and like you see all these all these other things yeah. on there? Like, do we want to add, you know, $4 million to build a firehouse on, you know, you know Elm Street or whatever? You know, do you want to build another elementary school on this? And you kind of look at those things and you're like, man, do they even need that? Like, then it's like, I'm trying to figure it out inside the polling booth there i always vote no if they ask for money i always vote no <laughs> Vote no on the money i voted no on a firehouse <laughs> i remember i think the last one there was a firehouse or something like that yeah yeah and i was like we need a f- another fire department nope i don't care <laughs> i think i may have too i'm like well where i live there's a fire there, like uh, less than a mile away there's a firehouse and i'm pretty good with fire extinguishers so yeah and i have insurance so for me yeah. it's like less of a <laughs> yeah the school thing but now if this is the junk they're going to be doing, then no, don't build another school. I don't want to sp- – I pull your kids from the school, start homeschooling, <laughs> do – you know what I mean? Like That's what I was going to say is you have too much faith. I have no faith in the political yeah. system anymore. Right. There's no – I don't think there's any political uh, – Well, I'd, I'd rather go down swinging if, you know, yeah. at that level. I'd rather go down swinging, at least giving it a shot than, than just running away from it. You know, I mean, when, that's the big question is you take the the Benedict option and right. completely remove yourself from the society and yeah. just say, everything's lost. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want them to corrupt my kids and my family. I'm going to teach them myself. And, yeah. You know, no, there's, be. Th- look, uh, I'm all for that, honestly. Like, I think that's yeah. actually the better option at this point because number one, they've rejected God in our public school systems. They teach heresy evolution they teach yeah. now they're allowing this un- the unbelievable round earth they teach round earth <laughs> they teach or science they call it globe earth not yeah, round globe. earth um they teach um and now like i was mentioning earlier the critical race theory so now yeah. they're re- re- they're doing history revision and trying to make every person that was you know instrumental in our nation's founding um evil yeah because of the culture that that existed when they were living because they're white because they're white, exactly. Yeah. So th- those things, obviously, you should flee from it. Now, when I was, when you know, my oldest is twenty-two, and when she was starting to get it, get in school, um, there was a pretty robust homeschool movement, and mm-hmm. we, my wife and I prayed about it, considered it, and my attitude at that time was, you know, I want to put my kids in the public school because I wanted to be, you know, missionaries mm-hmm. at, at some level to present 
the gospel and live for Christ and be different. But now it's like, um, it's so unbelievably, the tide is so unbelievably turned. It's almost like, I don't know if I could prepare my kids enough to be yeah. in that environment. You know what I mean? Like, it's not fair for them to have to like, because it's not just like, it's not like uh, we're sending them in there and they're at equal. Right. Like, oh, if he's just a nice person, then he'll just, they'll be able to like, oh, you know, you want to come to Bible study? Oh, we're friends. Okay. And you come to Bible study or you go to young adults or something like that. Now it's not. They're like, you're throwing your kid out there like in the ocean right. holding a, <laughs> a with steak a, <laughs> with bloody water. Yeah, yeah, steak and bloody. I was gonna say with the hundred pound anvil strapped to their <laughs> that their, their foot, and they're drowning, and there's nothing you can do except for pull them completely out. Yeah, yeah, and and that's you know at this point, I would say like I would probably encourage that more than I would say remain in there. Obviously, yeah, because it's so corrupted and so uh, it needs <clears throat> it needs some kind of master. I don't think it's ever gonna happen, but it needs some kind of massive reform. So unless we get some people in there that are willing to try and hold the line for some of the, you know, against some of this junk that they're pushing forward to try and teach our kids. And, you know, like critical race theory, like that's Marxist, you know, ideology, yeah. you know, and, and people, they, they say all day long, no, it's not, no, it's not. But the truth is it is. And it's exactly what, um, it's exactly the same um, process that the, the Chinese used when they were, when they were enacting communism, you know, what was it, 19, what was it, I want to say 50 something like that, whenever Mao Zedong, was it 50, somewhere, it was after World War II, but, mm. but um, anyways, uh, but something too that a lot of people don't understand is the confusion it causes a child, a kid. So you're in school and they're telling you, oh, this, um, we're going to, we're going to approve this lifestyle, this transgender lifestyle. And you got to, it causes all kinds of confusion in the minds and in the hearts of these kids, these innocent kids. And I really don't think it's the school's place to be able to put, you know, to direct that. You know what I mean? Um, sex education, because I'm older than you, right? Sex education for us was literally in high school. It was, it was like during gym and it was one part of a semester mm -hmm. and it was like, everybody, you go in there and it was like one film that you would watch and then the girls went in one room, the guys went in another yeah. room and the teacher just dreaded it and it was like two days and that mm. was it. Now they literally have a platform and everything is sexual. Yeah. Everything. And it's it like it's gone haywire. Yeah. I was going to say like, uh, well, I mean, the, the American public education system is communist it's marxist yeah. no i mean in, in its real. founding yeah like they're if you look back in the history of when i think uh, I, I think we talked about this in a podcast episode the first teachers union was like an op open marxist but the whole thing is because i was going to say uh, to your point um that it might sound hypocritical but i don't care and it's not hypocritical because i'm right is like Oh, so you would want, like, you don't want it, them hearing about all this gay stuff or, you know, like the gay people or kids or affirming all this stuff in school because they have like that or indoctrinating them into this critical race theory or whatever. And it's like, no, uh, I think that we should be indoctrinating them into 
Christian thought and theology. <laughs> like that's what education right. is supposed to be. It's supposed to be you get taught in Christianity. Um, and that's the only thing you should learn. Like, the, the moral compass of, of faith. Yeah. Yeah. The, doc, the doctrines of mm-hmm. Christianity. It's not God. I'm specific, you know, very, very specific Christ. with Christ. Right. Yeah, I, I don't care about Judaism or Buddhism or Taoism or learning Islam. Yeah. Any, no, no Christian age. Yeah, that's right. And uh, because, you know, whatever, we claim to be a Christian nation, but we don't have Christian education. In, but anyway, but the whole, the whole thing of the education system and why it, it just doesn't work is because when you think about it, it's it's more above like the standard core and all this stuff of just dumbing down people to the dumbest yeah. student is you have to understand that education, the American education system is set up to produce workers of a minimum skill level. And that's all it is. That's all. That's what it was created for is we're going to teach them. And back when it was started, it was more like they would have home ec so you would learn how to cook you'd learn how to balance a checkbook you know maybe some woodworking you take like a metal class you know like something like that you you had offered these kind of things they still do that stuff yeah probably in some school yeah good places but they're all like trying to just get you get you these skills to be and teach you to be uh good at following orders and all this stuff and you just are used to being in this thing and slowly moving up but it's all anything that's like super standardized like that is to make good workers that's all it is is indoctrinate them into the beliefs of the state not what that's what it is it's the belief whatever the belief of the state is at the time everyone learns this and then you go implement it and you just go in and it's just very mindless you're not supposed to thrive and learn and that's yeah. looked down upon and all this stuff, especially nowadays. So I was going to say the complete, I don't th- like, I think this whole system is maybe I've, I've gotten super black pilled in the last two weeks, uh, two months that I've coming back and sound different. I think it's always believe this, but American education system is Just crap. Burn it to the ground. Burn huh? it to the ground. There should, <laughs> there should not be public education system. It's not the role of right. these people. Well, what's crazy is that America led the world for years, forever in education. We I don't the, think we ever led this. Yeah, we did. We, you know, seventies um, and up up until maybe the mid eighties, um, we led the world. And I mean, people wanted they wanted to send their kids to our schools. You know, from around the world. You mean universities? Universities included, but mainly, you know, elementary up through there was there was a high. It was we, not public schools. Yeah, I think there were. No, I think they we've were. always rated like in the the bottom of the world in terms of. We're always like the well. If worst. that's the case, then why would our universities be so good? Why would we have people excelling? They have to have some kind of foundation that they get to build on. Private school, the the schools that are good. Yeah, there are private schools. Well, but, I mean, think of like the there there aren't international students coming here to go to a, a public school. No, no, they go. I mean, they, well, they're any, going to yeah, prep private, schools. They're yeah. going to Europe, like the Swiss. Usually, they're affluent, and yeah, they're not. But, but I hear what you're saying, and as much as I love America, I was going to say our education system has well, never if, been good. In, in 1975, if you would have taken an average, um, you know, ten year old out of a school system with a ten uh, year old from India, or a ten year old from Brazil, yeah. Our 10-year-old, the United States, the American kid would have been smarter. 
He would have had more skills in math and spelling and reading. But not than an Asian country or Western European country. May, maybe not. Or any of the uh, first world countries. Never, never an Asian. <laughs> well, no, for, well, that, that's the whole thing. As, as a developed country, as a first world country, I mean, it's not fair to say. I like, think they would have... I think it would have been competitive at mm, some level. We've never been. But now, no, definitely not now. No. I, I, now there's no way. But, um, yeah, and so it is It is like it is a dilemma for Christians in yeah. some level because here's the disruption. Because I've done homeschooling. We did, we did homeschooling. We did public schooling. Um, we didn't have private school that we could send our kids to that was affordable because, you know, I was a pastor and just we didn't have the money. But... Um, but uh, the dilemma for a family is if I pull my kids out and I homeschool, how can I, how can I do this successfully mm-hmm. uh, and, and still pay my mortgage? Because uh, a lot of families still re- re- are requiring dual income. And I know it's like, well, adjust your income so you don't need that. Well, if you live in an area like we live, you know, it's, it's pretty expensive to live yeah. in Northern Virginia. It just is. You know, it's one of the more expensive places in, in the country to live. You know, I think... California, you know, parts of Florida, like South Florida, Miami area, probably more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's parts of the country that are more expensive to live, but but by and large, that's that causes a stress on the finances. And if you need two people to work just so you can have a, a house that you can actually live in, pay the bills, then how do, who's going to teach the kid? Yeah. Right. So I think what's going to have to happen is some of these families are going to have to get creative and they're going to have to create co-ops and they're going to have to create and they are, th- these things exist, obviously, but they're going to have to be open to kind of creating the system that they need that's going to help. I saw some meme uh, last week and it was basically like, teachers, here's your chance. You can <laughs> you can quit your job and become a homeschool teacher and charge you know, $200 per student, you know, right. for, per month or something like that and have like 20 kids or something and, you know, make make your money or whatever. But, which is true, there could be some of that happening too, you know. I, if, if, I, if I could do it all over, I mean, my, my kids are juniors and seniors in high school. They're almost done. So at this point, it's, it's almost uh, a moot point for us because we've got one that's done in a couple months and another one will be done next year, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, last year, ironically, they did the homeschool thing basically because it was the the corona. Right. <laughs> so they they were doing school from their bedroom, anyways. And who knows how bad that education is going to be for all those students, you know, for that year. Um, and you know, and I don't blame the I don't blame the teachers for this either, in any way, because there's a lot of great teachers that want to do good and mm-hmm. and affect a student, um, but they're fighting in a system that's not helping them. Right. They're they're working in a system that's against every aspiration they might have to help a kid, and it's got to be frustrating. You know, some of these teachers are lame and they 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 have an agenda. They just want to make your kid gay or whatever. <laughs> but there's a lot of par- of teachers that are parents and they love teaching and they're gifted at it, and uh, the system isn't helping them. So, but yeah, so this situation in in Loudoun County is going to be pivotal for the rest of the nation. I really mm-hmm. believe that. And like you said, like it's important to keep your eyes on it and see what's happening, but it's also important to wherever you live, 
take a look at what's going on in your county, in your city, in your town, and figure out how you can get involved to be that voice, that voice of truth in your area. And, you know, um, I will say this, um, a lot of homeschool, you know, families, I know a lot of, I mean, there's a pretty big homeschool community right where I live. And um, those they're great families. Most of them are faith, you know, they love the Lord, um, but they're unique. <laughs> they're not real inclusive. Right. They get in their circles and they stay in their circles and they kind of keep it that way. And I understand how that develops, but you might have to open up a little bit in order to help progress this thing and really save a generation <laughs> from going by the wayside. Yeah. Because we need, we need a, you know, the Zoomer generation to come up and have a moral compass and be equipped and prepared to have an argument and to be able to defend and to be able to speak clearly and think clearly, not just be against something. We can't just have the, the red versus blue, the whole, you know, what do they call that? The, uh, the, uh, the by, uh, the two, two sides, you know, yeah, against each other all the time. You know, it's much more nuanced than that. So they need to be able to navigate in that and not just be pushed to one side or the other. Because that's where the war happens, when they pit us against each other. So, I mean, I think we—I disagree with most of what you just said. Oh wow! Okay, we should fight against the other side, and they are our enemy. Well, that's how we do fight. We equip our children so yeah, that they yeah. can function in that and and win the the war of of intelligence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and no, thought, no, no, I, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I, yeah, I meant uh, don't. Uh, I mean, if I teach the liberals my... hate you and they do want to turn your kid gay and they do want to rape them. I agree. They want them raped and they want them ultimately murdered. They want they, they want you to kill your child before you even have a child. Right. That's right. Um, so I was going to say they don't want them born, much less. Yeah, I was going to say thriving. Don't let up, and I just hate the binary when everyone says binary. That. That's the term I was trying to. Think. Yeah, yeah. I always binary. hate when they're like they're trying to pit us against each other. It's like no, I actually. Those other people over there on the left, they hate me. They want me dead. They want me raped. They want me gay. They want me to <laughs> chop off parts of my body that make right. me a man. And I don't want anything to do with them. And I like, I may, again, maybe I'm blackpilled. I don't want anything to do with right. any of those people. Yeah. So uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't, I, I just, I don't like the binary, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, you conquer. You, there's there's technique to yeah. conquer. They have techniques. Well, we need techniques, and we need to implement them. Mm -hmm. And it is all out war. Yeah, we said that from the beginning. Yeah, and this is just one small aspect. But man, I tell you, it just hit so close to home. You know. Yeah. I mean, and this is a big deal because this story actually, I was on Twitter and I saw somebody retweeting the post, and they were from either France or England. I can't remember who they were. They were talking about this, you know, yeah. this story. So. And it's going to be interesting to see what the school board does, if they step down, if they resign, if they acknowledge it, accept the, you know, I mean, yeah. if they admit it, they're, who knows what could happen. There could be a lawsuit, you know, yeah, personally against them. Yeah. I mean. Well, I think the one one woman stepped down. I saw oh, that. Oh, she did, did she? step down. Um, she has but a But I think the, the worst, <laughs> yeah. I think the worst thing. That uh, to sum it up, as liberal, like to <laughs> from my point about how they hate your kids and they want you 
They want all, they literally want your kids gay and to be troons and to cut off their penises and. Well, define they this. for just a second because. Liberals, liberals. The left. Okay, the left. Okay. Everyone that's not yeah. right. <laughs> like all of them, the Satanists. Um, the biggest <laughs> thing about like the school board, which I think gets lost in it, is so when these eight or nine people, uh, parents probably, unless they're weird gays or whatever, which wouldn't. You know, if there's a gay on the school board, it's probably because he wants to molest kids. That's the only reason he's in the school board. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I got I to gotta say some crazy stuff when I get back. But um, <laughs> wow. anyways, whatever. Wouldn't put it past it. But uh, anyway, the whole thing is like when they're telling this guy like, oh, you're lying. You're lying. We didn't like your daughter. Basically saying your daughter wasn't raped. The thing that that's should be the most infuriating is those are their his neighbors like right they live that's the thing it's yeah. it's not like he's going to congress right and he's saying yelling at these people like you guys are pushing this like whoever the education person is or whatever right. it's not like he's yelling at him like my daughter was raped and he's like oh I, I don't know anything about that it probably wasn't you know like whatever the fact that makes this thing so insidious is his neighbors like these are other people like that's not their full-time job to be on the school board right so their parents they live in his community they know his daughter was raped because of the actions that they took and they still lied to him to save face so that's what i'm saying is these liberal people that live in your neighborhoods they do hate you they do want your kids to be gay they do want them raped and they want them uh they 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 will cover it up and they I, will lie. I, I'm, I think you're gonna you're, you have a, a, a point there that I should point on. If they could have gotten away with this, they would have gotten away yes. with it. That and that's infuriating. Yes, because that means the agenda is more important than the safety of these girls yes. in these schools. Because it's the girls that it mainly affects. Yeah, the the girls aren't the predators. Yeah, it's always gonna it like ninety yeah. percent of the time it's gonna be a guy. Ninety nine percent of the time it's gonna be a, a male. Who's gonna, you know, rape a girl? Like that's just overwhelming evidence, and it's not even debatable. But it's putting them at risk. If they could have gotten away with it, they would have gotten away with it. Yeah, that's insane to me. So, and again, not these faceless people. These are people in your own neighborhood. Like that's and what I'm then, saying. Your neighbor down the street is gonna sit there and lie to you and say your daughter wasn't raped. Like, but here's the other thing that's more infuriating, Rosie, is that they're. You're, they're trying to pass laws saying that you're a domestic terrorist if you show up at a yeah. school board meeting to protest. That was the woman that stepped down. They called him that. Yeah. No, so, but the, the FBI was being was being told yes. by the Department of Justice to do that. Yeah. So that's insanity to me. Like they're literally covering for them. Yeah. They're literally trying to make it easier for them than to let the public actually have the voice that they should have. Yeah. Again, when there's legit that's outrage, why, that's why I've lost faith. What I'm saying is, your your neighbors, if you're a Christian, a Bible believing Christian, that doesn't want your kids to be to cut off their penises or their boobs or whatever, and, and take all these hormone blockers that are going to just mess them up for life, if they want to be the way that they were born, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the way that God intended, and you want to teach them. To be a Christian, you want to raise them up in the truth. Your neighbors that are being funded, and I was going to say that the whole transgender industrial complex, 
this whole idea of what we're seeing in the school board. Why are they, why are your neighbors, their neighbors doing this? Because they're getting funding. Like this is, they want this, the elites, the people that are funding all this stuff, they're pushing all these transgender bills. They want this in every city. They want this in every state. They want this in every county. And you have, again, this is like, uh, and the hardest ones to get are the wealthier ones. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, but, I don't know. I mean, it's like, why would they? Well, why would they push it so hard here? Yeah. Well, I was going to say that this is, if you think of uh, not the Serbian War, the uh, the Baltic War, the in the Balkans. Uh, what, what, what am I thinking of? In the nineties, uh, the Falklands. No, the Kosovo. Whatever it was. Anyway, <laughs> I can't remember the the really big war in Eastern Europe. Uh, during the nineties that I am not remembering the name of, you had immediately overnight the Christian the the neighbors, the the families that have been living next to each other in peace, yes. Christians and the Muslims, yes. uh just all of a sudden turn, kill each the other. Kurds. Was it the Kurds and no. the um uh I can't remember who it was. I don't think okay. it was the Kurds though. Um hmm. anyways, the the whole thing is these elites, they want they want neighbors to turn on each other, and you're seeing that. So Again, that's what's so insidious is the, your, these liberal neighbor, your neighbors hate you and kill, want want you dead, want you all this. They hate every fiber of your being, and then they're being funded by the these international people. We don't have enough time to go into all that, right? But the government is supporting them. The Bosnian War. The Bosnian, yes, the Bosnian, yes, Bosnian. That's what I couldn't think of. Well, Kosovo, I think was part Kosovo. Of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Super complicated, and it doesn't it is make very sense. Complicated. Nobody understands, like, no, like, probably like five people, right? Understand it, but all of a sudden, overnight, they turn, start literally killing each other, their neighbors, because they didn't, well, because one's Christian, one's Muslim, the binary, start, yeah, yeah, the binary, they hate you, you hate them, yeah, yeah. and uh, so that's again, that could happen here, you know. So, uh, let me just now, let me be the voice of. Just for a minute of I get I get yeah, every, yeah. I agree with you 100. percent They you know at the core of it all they they don't want babies to be born and the babies that are born they want to control them and they want to be able to destroy them yeah. mentally emotionally spiritually keep them enslaved all that yeah I, I'm with you on that as a Christian as a neighbor what's the greatest weapon we have against this it's the gospel bullets oh. <laughs> The love bullet of the gospel, Rosie. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> That's coming out of... <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. for real, it is the gospel. The gospel transforms, it changes, it sets free, it it brings new life. And yes. we have to, as believers, we have to preach the gospel. And look, it's going to be offensive. They're going to hate it at first. Mm-hmm. They're going to hate it. That's why they don't want it in school. Yep. That's why they don't want prayer in school. That's why they don't want Christian clubs in the school, because it's offensive to them. Because the gospel is offensive because it calls out people as being what they are, which is sinners in need of redemption and healing and deliverance and new life and forgiveness. It only comes in one way. In Christ, Christ Jesus, his work on the cross and your faith in it. Yeah. And so I think that um, we need to remember that. I I like being animated. I missed it. (laughs) No, I know. It was good. But what's crazy is, yeah, yeah, those those thoughts that you said, I'm sure there are a ton of our listeners that feel or have thought or maybe even said those things at some point. I was going to say, never, just because they hate you and they want all that stuff, don't do any violence. I'm just saying, like, know your enemy, know what they're doing. Yeah. Know that 
they're they're evil they need redemption and know that it's ultimately uh useless on this planet anyways because it's satan's domain and that but we can save some souls that's right we can save some souls and that's the the best victory yeah because it's eternal so anyways well i this is kind of an unplanned kind of unscripted yeah. and it went and like i figured <laughs> we never have a script, what are you talking about script? <laughs> well at least sometimes we no, plot out yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we no, plot I'm out what we want to tell. yeah but hey and you know um i just want to thank our listeners again yeah and uh we had some great episodes coming down and um i just uh I want to say as we head out here, um, if you could do us a favor, <laughs> just leave a review. <laughs> I know it's been a while, but that helps us in defeating the algorithm, which is important um, because we rely on it right now. Until we get to fully podcasting 2.0 where where it's value for value or whatever, I mean, we don't make any money anyway, so yeah. we'll just always be free, I guess. Yeah. So, um, but anyways... Um, Leave a review for us on on Apple. It, leave a review. It's the least you can do. Leave a review. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. And if not, we're going to know who you are. <laughs> if you don't leave a review, we'll know exactly who you are. If you don't leave a review, we're also coming for you. Uh, Rosie's got bullets. <laughs> pray. Neighbor. <laughs> pray that you get lupus. <laughs> lupus. Scurvy. <laughs> Skin's gonna turn pale. <laughs> Their teeth are, the gums are gonna go away. <laughs> Suck on a lemon, you scurvy-infested neighbor. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, well, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War Podcast or on Twitter at AOWcast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.